You're listening to Twin Day, a show all about empowering Black and brown entrepreneurs to thrive. This podcast is powered by Bank of America. Twin Day, meaning Let's Go in Kiswahili, is a Tennessee accelerator program that's leveling the playing field for Black and Latina founders. I'm Brittany Cole, Chief Equity and Inclusion Officer at the Nashville Entrepreneur Center and your host of the Twin Day podcast. You can expect to hear stories of entrepreneurs thriving in their businesses, insights from organizations that support founders of color, and get access to resources to help you grow and scale your business. For more content like this, visit TwinDayPodcast.com and follow anywhere you get your podcasts. Let's dive in. Welcome back to another episode of the Twin Day Podcast. We have an exciting episode for you today that's going to help you if you are an entrepreneur, you're a founder, wherever you are on your journey, to think about how do you simplify your website for a better user experience. I get to sit here today with Angie Lee, who is a product manager at Assurian. Welcome, Angie. Yes, thank you so much. I'm so glad to be here. We are excited to have you. And tell us, as we kind of kick things off so we can get to know a little bit more about you, tell us about your story, where you're from, and that question that we all got growing up, what do you want to be when you grow up? Was this it? Yeah, yeah. Well, no, I did not know that I was going to be a product design manager. I am from Alabama. I went to school. I was born in Decatur, Georgia. And then my fun fact is that I moved to Decatur, Alabama. And then I like to joke that soon after I will have to find another Decatur to move to. But what did I want to be when I grew up? I wanted to be an interior designer. I loved watching HGTV, mm-hmm. specifically Design on a Dime, being very creative, being resourceful, and then creating a beautiful space. Love that. Love that. So how did that connect to what you get to do today? Talk, talk to us a little bit about what you get to do in your role at Assurian. So day to day, I'm really looking at a lot of analytics. I'm focused on driving a successful claims process. So at Assurian, it's it's pretty complex. Like you think it's a boring, um, you know, insurance company and you protect your phone. But essentially, if you do break your phone or you break your laptop, there has to be a process set in place for you to report that claim. And so I make it easier and smoother for customers to be able to do that. That through line, although it sounds very different from interior design, um, there's still some creative pieces with design. And then also being resourceful, we have uh, limited resources with our engineers, with time. So those are a few ways that I can see that through line. I definitely saw that you spend your time helping to focus to provide support for experts to help them solve their customer problems. And that certainly is connected to what our entrepreneurs are thinking about every single day in growing their business. And our digital tools are a big part of that. So you specialize in product design and creating tools to make it easier to sell your products. What are some of the big challenges that you see when it comes to designing online tools? And we'll kind of hone in specifically on websites here for customers. Sure. I'd say that when you're working in a corporate environment in a larger company, the biggest challenges are trying to balance all of the things that are at play. So one, you know, there's always going to be a bottom line. I'm able to 
be in my role because I am making money for the business. But at the same time, I'm trying to serve the end customer. And sometimes that's the person who's filing a claim. Sometimes that's the expert or the agent that's answering the phone call. And another challenge that we face is like security. So a lot of times, I'll give you an example, making something a stronger, secure platform Mm -hmm. is making a bad user experience. Like if Mm -hmm. you've ever struggled, let's Mm -hmm. say, with a CAPTCHA, you know, when you hit that button and you're saying they say, click all of the images that have a small portion of a uh, sidewalk, crosswalk, and you get a little bit nervous because you don't know if it's wanting four or five of those, you just select those. So there is always that ongoing tension of the company, bottom line, security, and then a better experience for the customer. Sure, sure. So with that in mind, when you're thinking about perhaps having to, whether it's design your own website or reaching out to a graphic designer to design a website, when you are looking at doing that and keeping that customer in mind, what tips would you say or what things kind of resonate with you as being really important in that process, given that you want to be secure, Mm -hmm. you want to make sure that the website is helping you grow your business. But from a design perspective, what, what are some of those tips that are important? Sure. I think maybe my role or the company has matured enough for me to be able to focus on those nuances. But if you're just starting out, it's really asking if you are if you're making sure you're asking the right questions to solve the need, because you as an entrepreneur may have an idea of what the need is. I've been in that place many times with an entrepreneurial mindset, but you're not the one that you're serving. So at the end of the day, how can you marry the skills that you have and that you want to bring to the table and understand what people are seeking? And so a few ways that someone might do that would be to do usability tests, to do interviews, to do... um, Competitive studies, those are very low cost, can be free if you want to go through some of those. So you said something that I think is really powerful, Angie. You talked about how sometimes safety can get in the way of having a really great design that meets the need of the customer in terms of your website. So let's talk a little bit about what are those things that you can do to ensure that you are designing your website with the customer in mind? So the first thing that I'd say uh, is to make sure that you're testing your site. And what I mean by testing is not some fancy like engineering, you're not running scripts or anything like that. What I mean is, are you asking questions with people that you want to serve and trying to listen and understand their needs? An industry term for that is usability testing. It can also be used to see if they can successfully find what they need on a site. So those are really achievable things that you can do by asking as little as five people. Wow. And that is a metric that has been proven through research that you can really find about 95% of the problems on a site by asking five people. Wow. Okay, hold on a second. We have to pause. We have to pause. Sure. (laughs) Because... As an entrepreneur myself and getting to work with entrepreneurs here at the National Entrepreneur Center, sometimes there's that mindset that like, I'm not big enough to do this yet, right? But you just said to us, you can find five people to test. So talk to us a little bit about that. Is it you're having them walk through your website or are there questions? What would that look like? So I can break that down in a few ways. Let's say to run a really standard usability test. And again, just like The name may be new to some of you, and you can think of this as like a smart, tactical way of asking to validate your 
concept or your site. It doesn't have to be live. You know, maybe you're still in the editing phase and you're working through a template. You can still do this. What you'll do is then maybe come up with a top three to five task. So what is it that you would expect someone to do on this site? Mm-hmm. Would you expect someone to enroll in a program? Would you expect someone to reach out to you by email? So come up with that list of items and then ask them. You could set it up like this. Hey, I'm trying to get some feedback on my site. There's no right or wrong answer. I'd really love to watch you go through this. And while you're doing these tasks, can you think out loud so I can listen and learn? Mm-hmm. And I want to emphasize there for your friends or your friends of friends, make sure that they're not, you know, your yes men who are just trying to say like, wow, this looks great. You really want to ask people you can trust to give you unsolicited feedback, not unsolicited, sorry, I'll walk that back. Not unsolicited feedback, but real good, Unbiased. rich feedback. Sure. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. Yeah. Well, it, there's, there's bias in everything, but yeah. they're going to be honest with yes. you. Yeah. Yes. Certainly. And you can certainly frame that up. You know, there is that bias mm-hmm. in friendships. Um, you don't want those yes men again. So you can say, I'm trying to learn, you know, mm-hmm. and another way to do that is with someone else's website too. Oh, yeah. You can certainly. learn a lot by doing the same task. You have those questions and you want to observe people's reaction to that. So I heard you say something in there that I think I want to tease out a little bit if we could. So you mentioned thinking about the task, what you would expect someone to do on the site. Let's pause there for a moment because certainly I can remember a time when I'm just like, listen, I'm starting this business. I just need a website presence. What's the first Wix or Squarespace template <laughs> to get up and, and you just put your information in there, plug and play? Like, I don't know that I was thinking through it through that lens of like, hmm, what do I want someone to do when they arrive at my website? So it sounds like you're saying we need to have that step in play maybe even before you get into the aesthetic design. Talk to us about your thoughts on that. Sure. So And that's great because another tip that I would have is just focus on the content. So we've had a big focus at work looking at content. And that's when you strip away all of the images, strip away the the fancy fonts and the logos and the pictures and colors. Thinking about your message as if I were sitting here, like we're sitting today and Mm -hmm. talking to you, what is the message that you're trying to deliver and what would you like people to do with that information? And maybe it's very simple that you would like to stay in contact or maybe you want them to, maybe you're more active on Instagram and you say, that's where this is your hub and you want people to be connected to you on socials. So think about your message and maybe that develops over time into download my free worksheet, enroll in my program, pay for this service. So if you know what that message is, then that can be converted into a test. Love it. I love that. I love that. And I think that's so practical, the way that you laid that out. And it feels hopefully really doable to the listener. So we're thinking about our message. Intent, the word intentional comes to mind in terms of what do you want someone to do when they come to your website? And then having those five friends or friends of friends that are going to say, hey, we're going to give you some candid feedback and kind of talk out loud in terms of how we are navigating the site. Is there anything else that you would share with entrepreneurs in terms of what you need to be maybe thinking about before you design the website? And maybe even if you're not, you know, checking out the template yourself and trying to upload the site, 
maybe even before you hire a graphic designer, what would you say are some of the other things that might need to be in the mind of an entrepreneur before they take that step? So let's go into um, maybe you're just in the exploratory phase, right? You're saying that this is before you get a graphic designer, so you haven't really quite committed. I say the competitive research, which means like I have been inspired by so-and-so. I would love to see how other people react to this and what's their action, what what is their immediate gut feeling of a site. Mm -hmm. And, you know, great artists steal. And uh, I don't think anyone should feel bad about taking inspiration or learning lessons. That's what all of this training and I think a lot of people take from entrepreneurial courses like your own is to learn from others. And this Mm -hmm. is a way to learn from a site in a very cost-effective way. And really, at the end of the day, you're saying, I'll give you a $25 Amazon gift card. I'll get you coffee. Like, let me take you out to dinner. And I just want to hear 15 to 20 minutes of your feedback going through a site. So that is one way that you can gather a lot of information, rich information. Another way, maybe it's not the competitive analysis looking at another person's work, but I'd say let's not be too set on the solution. Like you are, might already have an idea of what it is that people need, but if you don't ask the people that you'd like to serve, then how can you validate that? Mm-hmm. So the mm-hmm. best way to do is just to continue to ask questions, document that. You can get super excited about your idea. And sometimes you don't want to be in that position to say, to receive criticism about the idea. So get in the right headspace to have an open mind and heart and ask questions so that you can receive unbiased feedback. Yeah, that's fantastic advice. And it certainly is in alignment with, I believe, how entrepreneurs usually think about just the business overall, right? So here at the Nashville Entrepreneur Center, and I would say across all of our programs, of course, including the Twin Day Accelerator, you know, customer interviews are a part of the journey of really even building the business model. So there's this element of being open to the risk of like sitting your feelings on the back burner in terms of like, this is my idea, this is my baby, and putting it out there and asking for the feedback, getting it and optimizing as you go. So it sounds like there's a same or similar process when it comes to web design. So I want to I want us to pause here for just a second because I, I, I'm thinking in my head, we've been throwing out this language of user experience yeah. and sometimes you see UX and sometimes you can think that that's like common language. Everyone knows what that means, but we're sitting with you. You're an expert in the space. You get to do this work at a very large company. What does that mean? Like what does user experience in just kind of basic terms mean specifically as it relates to thinking about online and website design? Sure. Yeah. I think you said it like you summed it up really great because there's like so many different names for this work. And then uh, so we talked about user experience, which is shortened to UX and there's product design. And then that kind of stems off into like more specialized titles, which, you know, runs a gamut. But at the end of the day, it's about making something easy to do. You know, Mm. uh, you understand the needs of a customer or an end user, and then you study it, either look at analytics and metrics, or you actually watch someone try to do that task. Mm -hmm. You're sitting next to them, or you're watching them in a store trying to check out with a new fangled digital self-checkout thing. And then you come up with ways to improve the design. And Mm. that's what it is. It's just designing that experience and studying and making it better. I think that's my most favorite part about marketing. And I say this often, like when I think back on my corporate career, my marketing role, like I loved it because you you don't you don't have to be the expert. The best marketers 
know that they don't know, so they go find out. And so the entire like practice of marketing is about testing and learning and putting things out there and then letting your, in this case, end user, right, tell you to help you shape a really world-class experience or product or service. And so that always gets me so excited. So I love that you broke that down for us so we have a good sense of like, hey, it's okay. And especially as a new entrepreneur, you can sometimes feel that sense of like, oh man, I got to like have this perfect. So it kind of takes the pressure off of like, it doesn't have to be perfect. You know, you can leverage your customer to help you to make it better. Yeah, 100%. And we, I've talked about some tactics that you can use to create a better site and an online presence and and having that strong, clear message and navigation. But I don't think that needs to be a reason to prevent somebody from launching a site. Just through launching, you'll be able to discover so much more information. And so that's one thing, a caveat that I'd like to to make sure that everyone hears. Yes. And that's so important. So important. So we hope that you get out there and get going and learn as you go. So there's another dynamic to web design and user experience, and that has to do with, well, how do you know that it's working? So talk to us a little bit about beyond sales and conversions, right? That's the obvious end result. But what KPIs do you recommend setting to really assess your website design? Mm, yeah, I'd say when you have launched, which is great because after launch, you'll be able to unpack a lot more analytics. But the biggest thing is how long are people staying on the site, like time on site? It's a little bit of a complex thing because someone might be on your site very long because it's confusing. But I think the more realistic scenario is that they leave the site quickly because they're not drawn in and it doesn't make sense and they're unable to connect with it. It's not calling out to them in terms of things that they would like to to do or there's no call to action. Mm. So sales would be one thing, but also looking at the the time on site, like are people just immediately going there and jumping right out? What are some things that help to draw someone in to a website and stay on the site longer? I think it goes back to that content. So if we're going to the homepage, can I, in a matter of seconds, understand who you are and what you're about? Mm. And that's pretty much taking your elevator pitch and putting it in a easy to read digestible way. A good way to test your content is to read it out loud. A better way to test it is have someone else read it out loud. Mm. And then the other piece to see, to challenge yourself on the site is the top navigation. You want to make sure that's very clear. If I wanted to know how to to work with you, am I able to do that? And that kind of also goes back to the task. So I think I read somewhere that that's called, is that the information? That is. Okay, talk to us about that. Talk to us about that. (laughs) Okay, so I did touch a little bit about the nuances and specialties. And one of my specialties is information architecture. So that's just a fun way of saying like your navigation and how people try to find their way through a site. Mm -hmm. An analogy for that would be when you're in the grocery store, do you struggle to find like a specialty item, like some kind of hot sauce like, are you able to read the signs in the store and and find it? Or do you need to go to search, meaning that you're asking somebody for help? And as much as people like to, to draw on search, there are some nuances and weird things that make it sometimes difficult. And it's all about the terminology. Mm-hmm. So when you're interviewing your friends or friends of friends, what words are they using to describe something? Um, and another way to look at if something is a common term is to use Google Google Trends, I think is a good way 
So challenge yourself to, if you come up with like a unique way to name something, Mm -hmm. looking at opportunities to challenge yourself, usually the answer is the most simplest way. Like you don't need to get too fancy. Uh, I I feel like that is the mic drop here. (laughs) The answer is the most simplest way, because I think sometimes you're trying to find Mm -hmm. the language that you think is unique. And so it goes back to that messaging piece where it's like, I have a coach that always says clear is better than cute. So is the language (laughs) clear, even though you may have a fancy name that you want to call it, if that's not what your customer calls it, it doesn't need to be on your website. Yeah. So I think I'm, I'm about to call out some, I bet people listening fall prone to this because this is a piece that a lot of people fall prone to, which is using alliteration. And I think that's a piece that I would make sure people be cautious of. So I think, you know, empower uh let me see mm-hmm. empower e- equip encourage yes, you're, yes, exactly. you're on my toes right now uh, yeah i'm like edging up <laughs> so yeah, at the end of the day if i were to ask you what the difference of those things were you might struggle so if it's clear mm-hmm. and has a, a solid message of what you would expect to find on that page called equip or empower then that's the easiest and sometimes it's uh not going to be cute <laughs> love that. Love that. So what final advice would you give for designing your website for better user experience to the entrepreneur that maybe is in their first few years as a startup entrepreneur and still feeling like, hmm, my website could use some tweaks? What thoughts would you share? Yeah. So I think I chatted a little bit about some other methods, but I want to bring it home, right? Read your site out loud. Print it. Highlight it. Have somebody else read it out loud. It's all about the content and making sure it's very clear. And then the other thing is consider that that big takeaway is really just talk to people who will go through your site. Buy Buy them coffee. I mean, I guess, you know, it's probably not $5 anymore, but, you know, we're getting close and you will learn so much. So I hope everyone gives this a shot because there's so much value in just asking your audience how they want to be served and observing them navigate in your own site. Fantastic. Thank you so much, Angie, for sharing how we can make our websites better on the 20 Day Podcast today. How can we stay connected with you? Well, I am, I'm kind of going through like some changes on my site, but you can go to angielee.com. That's A-N-G-I-E-L-I.com. And I'm also at, on Instagram, TV and YouTube. Angelie TV. (laughs) Awesome. Well, thank you so much for joining us today on this episode of the Twin Day Podcast. All right. Thank you so much for having me. Thanks for listening to the Twin Day Podcast. Follow now at twindaypodcast.com or wherever you listen to podcasts. To learn more about the Twin Day Accelerator program, please visit twindayaccelerator.co. I'm Brittany Cole. Until next time, keep thriving.